What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 154 of today's news tonight. I'm your host for this episode, Steve Bowling. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with the delay. We got last second notice, quite literally, from Ash that uh, unfortunately his car broke down. <laughs> and he's kind of stranded. So I hope he's all right. Uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure AAA or some kind Samaritan or maybe like Mega Man yeah. himself will come and pick him up. Um, but I'm sure he's doing okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging in there. We just had to do a bunch of last minute changes to <laughs> to accommodate our, our missing friend and compatriot. Yeah. But as you can see, I'm joined by both Derek and Derek. <laughs> so uh, my good friend and GVG co-founder Derek is here and our Good friend, Derek from Stop Skeletons from Fighting. Wow, I got it right on the first try. I pointed in the right direction. Hey, um, it's me, Derek, and it's D-E-R-E-K, Derek. No, no, see, I, we were Man, having this discussion be. before. It is D-E-R-R-I-C-K. That is the proper and only way to spell it. Mm -mm. All other Dereks no. are just like the evil twins. I swear. We wow. are in, it's, we have supply chain issues in this economy. We need to say the letters, reuse our vowels, and over here, which is you just like, Oh yeah, you know, hang hang out with this, Derek. You only got to buy one vowel. That's all I'm saying. All right. No, it's. That, yeah. I mean, that, that is true. That is true. But we, oh, for yeah. all the Dragon Quest fa fans out there, my name is a uh, is a is a Portman No, it's not a Portmanteau. It's an anagram of Airdric oh. from Dragon Quest Three. You rearrange oh. the letters, you get Airdric. So if you Dragon Quest well, fans, I mean, you you can't deny the legacy and the sheer sales success of Dragon Quest. Hold on, I got two points. Two, two, okay. two. Okay. All right. D-E-R-E-K, Derek, is almost uh, a palindrome. Fair. And also, neither of us is Derek from Sum 41, who spells it with a Y. I think we can agree that, like, come no, on, dude. No, what, no, what? yeah, okay. Whoa. Okay, yeah. I think we've solved this by finding a common enemy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, truce. <laughs> that is that is wrong. <laughs> or we, we should both just go to Starbucks and be like, what's your name? And just say Derek, and we'll just see what they write on the... That like, is a good point. Because we're going to get one of us wrong. Always ek. <laughs> I always get the i yeah r r i c k. I get they, the always r e k. I don't get it. They they know and they just do it intentionally wrong to upset you. They, <laughs> they gain joy oh. by taking a little bit of yours from you. You know what? I, I I I it's sometimes it's sometimes funny to see what how people think it spells, and I, I actually don't oh, get yeah. that upset about it. No. Um, but I do typically have to tell people how to spell my name. <laughs> yeah that's that's a very common thing is it's it's there's some names out there where everybody just like okay this is how you spell it mm -hmm. this no this you would, you would be surprised my name is steve that's a really easy name do you know how uh -huh. often people get it wrong how i get it with a ph it? i've never even heard of steve steve with a ph even just... even steve in with ph gets shortened to steve with a v right yeah well there's it's like stephen colbert spells it with a ph but his friend steve steve carell spells it with a v but they're it's pronounced the same even though it should be like stefan right i agree right. So, but, but also you're not like hi i'm steph curry you know it's like it's a very weird thing but i'm just saying no matter who you are no matter how you spell your name someone's gonna get it wrong and it's gonna be yeah that is very true you could be ed and somebody would still spell spell oh, they'd add wrong. a d like ed ed and eddie uh, that's a good point <laughs> yeah so before... would, it's like Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, oh, let's, no, yeah. Move on from this name thing. Let's, yeah, let's keep yeah. moving. Yeah, everybody's got a name. Nobody knows how to spell it. <laughs> we we live in a cold, uncaring universe. But yeah, <laughs> um, before before we get into the game news, I want to talk to you about. First off, I I imagine everyone here watching knows where you're from, Derek. But if they don't, let let oh. her, 
everybody know where where you're from, where they can find you, where they can watch your videos, because I want to talk about your most recent one. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, well, I'm Derek from Stop Skeletons of Fighting, uh, a.k.a. Hi, I'm Derek. It's me, Derek. <laughs> and uh, I've been doing YouTube for 14 years, which oh is God. a weird thing to say out loud. Wow. But, um, yeah, and, and we just – I've kind of had many different kind of eras – to, to do something this that long, you have to kind of keep switching it up. And I feel like recently we've kind of hit a, 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 a nerve with people. But just talking about, like, dumb video game stuff. And uh, specifically, I really do, like, peripherals and ports. But we also do uh, larger breakdowns and stuff. Uh, but hey, I'm Derek. It's me, Derek. Kind of, like, it's fun to do a big, heavy research topic and do a big, long breakdown of a video, which we have one in the pipeline coming. But we just recently did a video about how... With the N64 DD and the <laughs> N64 transfer pack and a Game Boy camera and a copy of Mario Artist and uh, Sim City 64, you can take a picture of yourself and put yourself in the game as like a random citizen of your town in Sim City. And that and that's it. They're just there and they walk around and they talk to you and <laughs> and that's, that's amazing. And near as I could tell, we we you know it was a lot of research to kind of get the video, but like. To get all the pieces together, just to get it, my dumb face in the game. Then I, I did actually ask Grace, my, my my partner. I was like, "Now what?" <laughs> and she's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and we had a we had somebody who's uh, who's done a lot of translation work with DD stuff, and they were like, "Yeah, I don't think I don't think they had an answer either." And that was definitely a moment for me where I was like, "We have to make this video. We are making the right video now." So that's right. kind of my philosophy. Um, uh, talking about the stuff. Nobody else was dumb enough to ask is, is, is my legacy. That's what I'm, what I'm here for. Nice. I, I have to say, I absolutely love punching weight. I was telling you this before the show, but it's very seldom that I have a YouTuber on that. Like I've watched personally since long before even I was a YouTuber. Like I've been watching punching weight since before I joined GX, uh, which oh. is entirely too long ago for me to want him. <laughs> but yeah, um, fair. You know, so so for me, it's it's personally super hyped to have you on. But I wanted to talk specifically about this video because we share an editor in common uh, thanks to this video. Yeah, uh, and I, I I've not I, I still haven't really met the man to be honest. I, you know, <laughs> over DMs and chatting and uh, uh, to be to, to go a little inside baseball. Grace and Brandon were really kind of putting the finishing touches on a video, and I was knee deep in a. Uh, we have a forty-five minute breakdown of the Xbox One launch. Ooh. Uh, oh coming out next week and i i really had my attention on on that video unfortunately so um brandon did a fantastic job i was actually kind of looking forward to, to meeting him uh on a little more casual level but uh, he's, i he's not available today i think yeah. I, hey, I, where is brandon yeah. he is working on another editing project not for us but for a different client uh but We'd love uh, to have, we actually we're already talking to him about we got more we, you know we do monthly you know stuff nice. so like i'd love to have him back you know He's good. Yeah, he's uh -huh. obviously. Yeah, I watched the whole video, not just as like a it, it was a little bit weird for me because I was watching the video and it's obviously a series that I love to watch. So I'm familiar with the editorial style. And I was like, this doesn't look any different than the other ones. And I was like, 
our editor can do this. <laughs> so for a minute there, I was like, mm. but uh, it, it's a great episode. I love like the summoning circle of like old hardware that you put together to make this happen. Like there's an N64 and a GameCube and a GameCube Game Boy adapter. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a freaking GameCube microphone, I believe in there. I think the Hey You Pikachu microphone comes out at some uh, point. We, no, we just plopped in like my Shure SM58 microphone and we talked about the Hey You Pikachu microphone briefly in the end the summoning circle joke actually came as like an accident because uh uh grace shot that and she kind of like put it together and how she kind of put it together like she kind of left the middle part so she could put uh the microphone kind of as a final gag but we don't see that for a bit in the video and just i think actually we were editing we got a, a shot an edit back from brandon and i think one of us said wow it looks like a summoning circle so then i <laughs> recorded that line really quick threw it in there and just you know when you work with editors and artists, you really do have to, I believe, you kind of like tell them, not, I guess vaguely what to do is not the right word, but you don't want to get in front of their creativity. You do kind of like. No, no. It's like, here's my rough idea. Yeah. Go for it. And I, it, it, I've experienced that with working with both art, yeah, with artists and editors. It's like, do this. And they're like, they'll send it back to you. It's like, oh, holy crap. That's better than what I was thinking. Yeah. Wow. Good on you. <laughs> or sometimes every once in a while we did a, what was it? We did a video recently on uh Tony Hawk ride and we did green screen footage of me riding on a Tony Hawk board and just kind of gave it to our editor like, Hey man, go nuts. And they put me in front of, I believe a picture of a bunch of Toho uh, uh, <laughs> characters. Uh, uh -huh. And I barely know anything about Toho, but there were like eight or nine people in the comments like, Oh, that, Oh, Oh, that's my boy right there, Derek. No Soho. It's like I don't. That was something our editor put together. We can't, you know, you, you you kind of encourage them to kind of put their own personality into it, and so. Right. Um, but I, if it makes me look cool, I guess like I don't, <laughs> it, it pleased you have like eight, ten, twelve people. So good enough. I'm always it, out there for those eight, ten, twelve people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if y'all haven't watched uh, the latest episode or any episode of Stop uh, of Punching Weight or anything else from Stop Skeletons, I highly recommend going over there. It's been one of my favorite channels for years. I'm so excited to have you on, man. Uh, there's oh, a you, lot of you. deep dive Nintendo technology stuff that if you have a passing interest in either technology or the history of Nintendo in general, like weird mm -hmm. Nintendo, there's there's so much for you to watch there. So I one of my top recommended channels you know up there with uh matt and scott and other folks that i routinely watch regularly so yeah. if you have uh, even if you don't if you have an interest in nintendo and you want to hear about like the n-gauge or yeah. the zebo um if you know what if you've never heard of a zebo stay tuned because we are working on big big ass <laughs> videos for zebo i had a friend that swore by the n-gauge he won it as part of a halo an old school halo 2 tournament he won an n-gauge that was oh, one of the prizes wow and he actually used it as his phone and played games on it. I'm, he loved the thing. I never understood it. Like I looked at it, I was like, why? The engage like, almost worked. It 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 all it could have worked, but I don't think we have, we don't have time to get into it. But yeah, the engage <laughs> yeah, yeah. is a hilarious thing that you look at it. It's like, yeah. what is it like the 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 Greek figure of like Cassandra who could see the future but could never do anything about it kind of thing. Like, hmm. I feel like there. You, you think that's it? Like, I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, I, I felt like, like Keiji Inafune was also a bit like that when he was saying Japan sucks. Blah, 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 blah. I need to make my number nine. I feel like a lot of what he was saying was actually true, but he just did not know how to to, to use that information properly. Um, no. Yep. 
and he proceeded to uh you know piss everybody off in the meantime yeah my number nine is also like that game's fine i think people hate on it for good reason Uh, but like yeah he yeah we 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 studied uh, we did a lot of time i I enjoyed your video i i have i i went into buddy number nine with the like open mind like i know everybody's you know crapping on this but it might be pretty good I hated it by the end of it. I was just miserable. And then I got an assignment um, because I was like sitting there for half an hour. I was like, my God, the, the credits are still going. Cause sometimes like there's post-credit stuff. And I'll, uh, I'll, you know, record it all. And that's when I realized, Oh my God, it's still going. And so I was like, I'm just going to record all the credits and just see how long this is four hours later. And that was me babysitting like i had to babysit that uh my capture card just because don't break nothing fall like nothing go to sleep uh i just like doing dishes and like looking in the room to make sure it's all good but yeah i I recorded the entire four hour muddy number nine's uh credit sequence and um a good chunk of that is just anonymous 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 because of all the donors yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anonymous backer. Thank you, Shell Shock. <laughs> is is the scroll really slow, or like, is the font really big? Like, I know a lot of people back those up, but like, logistically, you should know that like you have this many credits. Do some long division. How much time? You know, like that seems yeah, ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I would, I would suspect that that was a poorly managed uh, uh, campaign and video game. Yeah, from, I would agree. Possibly. All right. Well, we do have a bunch of news to discuss. Uh, before we get to those, I do want to read off some super chats from folks that have been hanging out and talking while we've been discussing the proper uh, Derek naming convention. Claxoned uh, <laughs> with a $1.99 super chat. Thank you so much. Says, happy belated birthday to Kai, which, yeah, homeboy is one now, My son. isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he turned oh. one yesterday. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I got crazy. the wrong... <laughs> I, I have I a was one-year-old insisting to Derek before the show, Derek EK, that he had a kid. And I was like, I swear you have a kid and you have brand new carpet. And he's like, I don't have either of those things. Yeah. So clearly I was just thinking of the, Whoops. of a different Derek, Sorry. but uh, mm-hmm. I have a, right. I have a dog and our new apartment. The bedrooms have carpet like this carpet here. Uh, <laughs> hey, dogs are fantastic. Almost. I got two of yes. my own, but uh yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't I recommend post... going more than two kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> I uh, posted a video before starting here. Of, I just fake sneeze in front of Kai, and he just found it the funniest thing in the world. Just cracked up laughing. Nice. It's on Twitter. Oh, nice. Kids, sometimes that. the kids are really enter- easy to entertain. Other times, they just want nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And like nothing will make them feel better. That's why it's good Fun. to be an, un- be an uncle. Yeah, yeah, that was my thought until, you know, I was like, oh, I'm happy being an uncle. I am perfectly fine being an uncle. Oh, I have one of my own now. Ah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> this, I, have to, I have to change this diaper. I have to make sure this kid's behaving yeah. all the time. And I go like, and bro, like, your kid's doing a thing. Get him. Yeah, I'm done with him. <laughs> yeah, that was me as an uncle. Now it's like, well, let's take care of your kid. You're mine now. And this yeah. is. You don't, you don't get that feeling back until your kids have kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, enough about our mortality. Um, Jane Bug with a ten dollars super chat uh, says, "Crazy question Friday's crazy question number fifteen. Wow. Uh, when Derek and Ash shave their beards after no shave November is over, will we see Steve and Brandon shave theirs? Uh, no. Uh, I have we didn't reach the goal. This is, this is my uh, COVID weight shield that I'm wearing, <laughs> and 
you will need to wait for me to take an actual ring fit adventure before you see me shave this beard off. It ain't happening, buddy. I need to lose like 50 pounds. You should play oh. some ring fit though. Ring fit's fun. Oh, it, yeah. it, no, it is I, fun. It also kicks your ass. So. I, yes. I like ring fit and I do need to play it. Like I have the ring con and I just look at it every day and then I'm like, you know what? Onion rings sound delicious. And I leave. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. um, the the thing I, I will always share this story I, back when I was a much younger man and I thought that 165 was too heavy. Oh, my sweet naive 2008 self. Like I bought we fit adventure to lose some unneeded pounds. Right. And mm. I remember the first time that I stepped on the Wii Fit balance board after having started it and taken a break, and my me just got fatter. It was like, boom, and it just, like, <laughs> made me wider. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was so offended. I was like, I'm never how, playing this again. How dare. Yeah, how dare yeah, it's, it's And that's genuinely kind of messed up, too. Like, yeah. like, oh, you're obese. You should work out more. That's why I bought it, jerk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. It was yeah, really easy to be called obese in that game. It's yep. also the B, the BMI measure is like, oh yeah, like a yeah. Ge- geologist made it up or something like that. It's like not at all a measure of health at all. No, um, <laughs> I just remember being like, "How do you know I don't have change in my pocket? I'm so <laughs> I didn't get bigger. I just have heavy clothes on." Um, and honestly, Ring Fit is like, "Hey, you." You, you need to stand up now, but take your time. Don't rush. It's really like super positive and like, just like, hey, drink lots of water. It's it's very much a, a way better game. I, mm. I definitely need to get back into play. I bought it when it launched and I was like, this is great. And I was like, man, other games don't make me tired after though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I will eventually play it. Uh, all right. Real you know, quick, it's, just, it's, got, oh. it's got a fun rhythm game mode. You can play like a quick, like, uh, like a Zelda uh, um, Breath of the Wild medley or some, uh, like, the, or the Ring Fit music and stuff like that. They have a, it's a fun rhythm game mode. It's I, like I have to try it again. I've, I've been away from it for a very long time, but I do need to try it. If I bought an exercise bike, which I did, then I should probably at least play the fitness game that I have. Um, yeah. All right, real quick before we move into the news, Ethan Clegg with $5 says, thought I'd share the good vibes because I finally got my hands on a Switch OLED, and it's so pretty. P.S. Congrats. Have you checked out Chrono Cinematica yet? I don't know what Chrono Cinematica is. I don't honestly know. Yeah. Either way, congrats on your Switch OLED, and thank you for the super chat. Canine Biscuits with five dollars says my super chat was accidentally skipped last episode. No hard feelings taken. Just measuring, just making sure my good vibes are known. Also, Eternals was disappointing. That is disappointing. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I I heard it's kind of divisive, but I'm still curious. Right. But I'm also not going to be able to see it in, for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless it comes to Disney Plus, I'm not watching it for quite some time uh klaxon with a dollar 99 cents says also derek and derek my favorite type of D D. Ooh, yeah. i like yeah. it uh, dragons are pretty cool though i mean i i thank you i don't know if i'm better than dragons though dragons are pretty rad but That's i appreciate true. it no I, dragons I, are cool know. as hell watcher tl yeah. with two dollars says extra life game day tomorrow i wish i was participating in that i had planned to all year uh, but life is life, and I have not had the time to put together uh, something like that. I am not taking part, but I do know a good friend of mine, uh, some call me Johnny, is taking part. He's doing a Sonic marathon, and people love watching that man play Sonic, so go oh, yeah. watch go and support him on. for yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, finally, Flame Chan 73 with $2 says Dark Pit uh, versus Dark Samus. Uh, I, I would always go Dark Samus, just because I like Samus more. Yeah, but, I think Dark Samus would probably win that fight. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, and Nintendo yeah. Talk with 17 uh, Danish crones, I think, uh, says, yo, are I you looking so. forward to SMT5? I am, and I had to pull the review, unfortunately. 
Um, we had a review up. I like the game a lot. Uh, that's what I can tell you about it. Unfortunately, I posted something outside of the first 30 minutes of the game, and that meant that I had to pull the video down. So the first Alice 30 minutes are fantastic. Atlas and embargoes are kind of wild. Yeah, exactly. Um, a question about Shimigami Tensei. I yeah. have the I've the fourth one for DS, 3DS? 3DS. 3DS, yeah. Yeah, I found it to be incredibly difficult and not in a way that I found reward. I just oh, felt oh, like I it lost. died in the tutorial. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a couple of bosses where it's like you just have to hope they don't get a crit attack because if they do, then they get to chain it and you just die instantly. It felt like no amount of leveling up was possible. It just didn't, it didn't feel fun, so I bounced off of it. I mean, that was really my first and only uh, uh, introduction to the uh, SMT games. What I've heard from fans uh, of SMT4 is that it's a weird hump where it's really difficult in the beginning, and then you get over that hump, and it's like not it's just it's just fine. But for yeah. whatever reason, they just made it really difficult in the beginning. I think I'm I hoping Five ten, avoided like that because hours. that's going to be its killer. Yeah, yeah, it was it was something because I took it on a, 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 a trip with me. It was something like ten hours just on like these two. I beat one boss and I finally got over it, and then immediately another boss. Not even with a whole much of a dungeon to explore between them and i was just like this is not fun this just the story hadn't even started yet yeah it was it was it, it was yeah that was really really a huge bummer i can i yeah, can the, say that smt5 is uh it, it's still difficult it's still quite difficult but uh they at least included options like you can you can lower the difficulty uh from the get-go mm -hmm. you can go all the way down to casual uh which for me is would be in line with like a 16-bit RPG that's more on the hard side. Like, it, it's mm -hmm. definitely not a cakewalk still, but it's mm -hmm. you're, you're, you don't have to worry about dying in any encounter. Like, you, you'll you still, like, as long as you have full HP and MP, you're probably going to make it out of most encounters alive. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you're talking about a boss, in which case, you know, you still have to... You, you have to have a strategy <laughs> ready to yeah. go for bosses. I really wanted to like it, because I think up until the, the boss, it just felt like... It it just didn't feel like a, a fair loss. It just really felt like I was gambling. I just had to yeah. wait until I landed on red or something like that, you know, uh, um, until I got all sevens. And up until then, I was enjoying it. And that's why I stuck with it. And then, yeah, I see people are talking in the chat about the Minotaur boss. I did beat that one. And there's like a Medusa boss yep. very shortly mm -hmm. after, I believe. Same thing. Like if she just happens to do a crit damage, it chains and then everyone dies. And it's just like, well, you got unlucky. There's like nothing you can. I don't know. So maybe oh, I should check I... out uh, number five then. Yeah, I mean that's 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 SMT. I, I Persona Three. Uh, I was at the final boss, and it uh, it the they basically uh, took over, like uh, confused my my party members, especially oh. the one that can full heal. So I had him <laughs> after you know long time getting him down, and my party member decided to fully heal the boss oh twice in a God. row. <laughs> I did not beat it because I did it, it did it to me a third time and then finally killed me. I worked my way through that. I was, I spent good hour and a half on that boss fight trying to just wear it down and get lucky enough, but it kept ensnaring me and uh, it was, it was rough. Wow. But, um, uh, our own Daniel Evernight, uh, says, uh, do you do unlock an easier mode in SMT four after getting enough game overs? Oh, so. okay. I mean, I, I played quite a, like, I played okay. through the intro and I that took me a long time because I kept dying. 
mm-hmm. and then eventually I uh, I just had to move on to a different game I had to work on, so I never finished it. But uh, yeah, that should go back. That should pop back. I'm not thinking that was too at least two years ago when I was playing it last. So maybe it's worth uh, trying out again. I don't know. Eh, or yeah. just jump into SMT five, which doesn't seem as difficult according to Steve. Yeah. Mm. Five even has a safety difficulty. It wasn't in the review copy that I played. Uh, it's not available until launch, but they say that that's like, if you just want to breeze through and experience the story, that that difficulty is according to them, very easy, but that's no good. experience with it yet. Anyway, we do have a bunch of news to discuss. Uh, let's go ahead and throw our first story up on screen. I don't think we'll have a ton to say about it, but it's interesting. Nonetheless. Mm. I put this one in mainly for ICK, Derek. I don't know what I'm going to call you. One of you shiny. I just don't know which. Uh, but either way, Nintendo uh, has been kind of vocal these past couple days. Uh, and they mentioned that uh, they have plans to make more movies based on their games, but they're going to go one at a time. Uh, Miyamoto specifically mentioned that the Mario movie is pretty much done and that Nintendo is is very pleased with how it's turned out, which, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear someone from Nintendo saying a Nintendo movie that isn't out yet is going to be good. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, they'll disown it once it comes out and everybody hates it, you know? Right. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I was, a I was a little kid, but I'm sure they were saying all the same things about, you know, the nineties Mario movie when that came out, like, Oh yeah. John Lake was almost great as Luigi. We love it. It's fantastic. Dennis Hopper. Perfect guy for Bowser. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I just, Hey, as know. a little kid, I was super excited about the bomb. I love the bomb oh, as a kid, or the, the 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 super scope at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, the super scope. Yeah, it was it was wild, but uh, I I was definitely uh, surprised to hear that Nintendo's already like considering more movies. I guess it makes sense. they've toyed with the idea of of films and shows. Uh, but what I really wanted to pose to you guys, and I'll start with either Derek first. Uh, what do you think? What would you want to see Nintendo make next as as a movie? I mean, let's be honest. I have a feeling their next movie is probably going to be Zelda. Really? Like that's the next big one. To Whatever me. happened to the Zelda TV show that was going to be a Netflix thing for a hot it minute? It got leaked, and Nintendo's like, "Nope, not taking it. We can't have our sec- we don't have our secrecy, so we're taking our toys away." I think it would be interesting to see a Zelda movie, if only because then they would have to have both a good story and then tell a good story. Because that was mm. I, that was actually my big beef with um, uh, Breath of the Wild. I felt like there was right. a cool story that they like just purposefully like didn't even bother to the cutscenes. Just like oh no, we did the thing, and the next cutscene is like Link's just injured. It's like what happened in between? Like you have all this cool yep. setup, and so it, I, that would yeah. be great to see. But also, how about a, a computer animated uh, Herbie movie, but no dialogue? Just oh, sort of like just have him, just have him say Poyo. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, just just pantomime and cute stuff happening. And uh, I, I, I feel it. like that would be if you gave it to the right animation team, they could absolutely do something like that. May I? OK, I, I got to say this. I put it in the thumbnail because I was certain. Uh, oh, DVG, I, mean, I did not pick the I, of course, <laughs> I, that is the obvious one. But I'm saying from a business sense, Zelda is bigger than Metroid. That said. A Metroid movie is totally tailor-made. It's why I got inspired and made my own. I do some edits and I offer up, you know, make an actual script if Nintendo ever wants it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously Metroid would work extremely well. 
they already have Brie Larson wanting to do it. So, and, you know, say what you will, you know, you know people have their opinions of her, of her because of course, but I think she'd be fine. And you know what? It would really work. It'd be, it'd be fun. Metroid is tailor-made for that sort of thing. But... I, I, my, I think my, my, my thought on that is I just, I don't like when I haven't played Dread yet. So I saw, I'm sorry if I'm like really over seven bounds here. No, I like, the, I don't like the idea of Samus talking much. I really feel like she's just a, a woman of action. Doesn't need to say much. Is not really interested in diplomacy. She just really is trying to do the right thing. And I feel like for her to carry a movie, she would probably have to have a lot of dialogue. And I feel like, you know, when you had a lot of inner, I can't help but think of what happened with other M. Right. <laughs> it was like, let's explore Samus deeper. And it's like, well, I like the idea of digging deeper in her characters and understanding their motivations and all of that. But you can still do that really wrong. That's true. And I, right. I, and and I, that was actually kind of the focus when I did it, because I'm like, OK, I, I really, truly think you need to have Ridley talk and you need to have Samus talk. I know that there, there there's a temptation, temptation and I got a lot of pushback from that. But people was like, no, 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 she should be all action. And I framed it as an origin story because in my mind, I would want it to have sequels to cover the other games that, you know, adapt the other future Metroid games. And I'd want her to become that Samus. Like I want the events of, I, I would want the events of Metroid two to basically put her in badass mode for super Metroid adaptation. So you sort of just get her there where it just gets hardened and hardened and still just getting that uh, sense of it. That said, Skull Kid Tiger does make a good point where the Judge Dread movie Dread that is a fantastic movie. Yes. But you yes, put the focus but you put the focus on pretty much every other character. Dread is not the star of his own movie. Uh that is the, the his partner in that. Oh. But Samus doesn't really have a partner. So See, I, I know it's a very, very tricky thing. The the problem is I always think about like Nintendo. You talked about a Zelda movie too. Nintendo would need to either not include Link or dramatically redesign the way the character is presented. Link would need to talk. Yeah, we Link would need to, to talk too. Like a lot of Nintendo characters would need to talk. We're, you know, we're talking about this Mario movie. Mario is also going to need to actually talk. Like. You know, I wish Brandon were here because obviously he does like the best Mario voice I've ever heard that isn't Charles Martinet. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we're not going to have a, a movie full of Mario just going like, oh, like we need actual dialogue. Um, and I think we got like little, little hints of it with Luigi's Mansion 3. So it's easier to kind of visualize how Nintendo can present Mario in that way, in that fashion. But mm -hmm. any character is going to need to develop think... their voice, right? Martinet does the best as far as full dialogue with Wario. That's what that yeah, sounds true. the most natural to me. Thanks to Wario. God, I, I still Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> like, I, I think of it's in my dreams now. Like I, I just want to know what the Mario voice sounds like. We need a trailer of that badly. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, the kind of underlying conundrum here is that Nintendo maybe quite wisely has never cared that much about story because they've always championed gameplay right. and playability and so you know story has always been like secondary tertiary and now when you have to have a movie unless you're going to be like you know like the first 45 minutes of wally -E, which is why i thought that like a a traditional dialogue less 
Kirby movie with just funny characters and nightmares. And oh, dreams you could you could have pantomime between the two of them, like between him and DDD and Meta Knight, and get that whole thing started. Like, I feel yeah. like there's a lot you could do pantomiming and just have a nice, solid kids movie with very, very limited dialogue. Even like like the like the, like the last level of Kirby's Adventure on uh, Nintendo, which you know kind of has a twist where like. Uh, King Dedede is not like really a bad guy. He was like trying to stop the nightmare from happening, and like you defeat him, and then he puts this the the the, the thing back in the fountain, and then you know the, you unleash the nightmare. But he's like trying to hold Kirby's feet, like don't do it, man. He's like stop it, get off of me, you know. <laughs> even that little that little uh, uh, the little cutscene, or all the, even the Game Boy games, all the little fun things where like you know uh, he catches a fish, then he gets his you know the hook stuck in his mouth, and right. I think you could do so much fun stuff. With just Kirby having a goofy fun time, maybe they do a shorts. They have Kirby shorts in the beginning. Yeah, you know. I, the movie. I think the best thing that works is Kirby just being kind of oblivious but awesome, and you know when he has to actually fight and get involved. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what the Kirby anime did. Is he's just kind of childlike and kind of involved with it. And then I was like, hey, the monster shows up. Okay, I guess I'll defeat him now. Mm-hmm. Because kind of a Goku esque character, like doing no harm. Got no motivation for nothing else, but then when evil yeah. happens, watch out. Or evil happens, or you know they steal his cake. He is killed for he's killed for less. <laughs> That's evil. The there is, I, I believe it's the um, Kirby's friends uh, are hungry. They will not go yeah, hungry tonight. Yeah, Squeak Squeak Squad. It's literally the Squeak Squad steal his cake, and he's like, "All right, thrown down. It's on. It's on. It's over. Yeah, it is. Last mistake is taking my friend's cake. That's the tagline. <laughs> That's the tagline of the movie. Right? Yep. Nintendo, you're welcome." <laughs> well i i would not uh, want to stand in the way of kirby and his cake uh before before we move on to the next story here real quick uh we did get a few super chats from folks uh one person i i gotta do the obligatory bongo lover super chat uh with canadian five dollars says hey derek do you drink danimals if so what flavor omg did you guys hear bongo will make a cameo in the dk movie and will be voiced by chris pratt i your sources are dubious at best. Yeah. Yeah. We have a big fan of Danimals uh, in there. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it would have, uh, I thought it would have run its course by now. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> He's, Your commitment bongo lover is. is Danimals stays in the stomach and does not leave. Indeed. <laughs> it's like chewing gum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Rec BCQ with $5 says, could obscure Nintendo franchise be given new life by getting a movie? I honestly don't think Nintendo is, I doubt is it. looking to revitalize. But let's be, let's be real. Yo, an Earthbound movie. Like, mm, oh, come man. On. Come on. I mean, turn I that into it. like a standby me type thing. Just, yeah, 90s nostalgia. Like, you know, there was that there was like uh, in in Stranger Things. There's that moment where they dress Eleven in like a, a, a pink dress, and right. people were like, "That's what Paula from Earthbound wears." I don't know if that was actually ever con- confirmed, but like, I don't know. It's like this. So you have an Earthbound movie that just like references Stranger Things, so it just brings this whole '90s nice. nostalgia. Thing exactly. Around. Man, Earth- Earthbound would be a really interesting adaptation. It would. I've never played it fully. Like I, I've not I've not fully played any Earthbound game, so mm. I do. I couldn't tell you how well it would. The, 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 the hidden. How would you? 
Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Oh, sorry. oh no, I mean the the final battle against Gygus because that's been talked about like crazy. How do you represent that in a movie of literally fighting? Um, I don't know. Well, how it's stuff. done in the game is is the again you kind of have the set this you know the main the main character of Judge Dread was was the part not Judge Dread right the real right. villain is is not Gygus it's Pokey. Right. Um. And that his persistence, the, the 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 greatest secret of Earthbound, and this is what people had to finally notice is like, yes, it's cute, it's fun, parody, but the game has some serious dark moments. First, it has some extremely contrasting dark moments, including like the entire like kind of final uh, uh, hour or so. But really, the Gygus fight, while being really really just a trippy moment, um, to me it was impactful that like Pokey shows up again in this fucking guy is throughout the whole game showing up and just such a slimy terrible human being yeah. no redeeming value um so like he he I, and honestly like fantastic villain like he's like a kefka type of villain it's just like he's evil with no redeeming fe- features but just somehow manages to always sneak by and you just you, you hate him down to your very to, his, to their very core sometimes it's good to have a villain like that and i think you could have pokey uh, a, a villain who grows and just gets worse and worse and more annoying as the <laughs> as the as the uh, story progresses. So that's how I would say you do in Earthbound. That that is very very nineties. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah, I I think that there's there's probably a great way to do an Earthbound movie. I kind of envision it as more of a Pixar film. Uh, yeah. just to kind mm-hmm. of preserve the art style a little bit. I think that would be really cool to see. Um, on yeah. all, along that same vein, discussing Nintendo movies, Purity Chalice with, excuse me, with four dollars ninety nine cents, says, "I wonder if Nintendo is working on an Avengers type setup leading to a Smash movie." Thinking about it both excites and terrifies me. I am firmly in the terrified camp on that idea. I don't believe that'll ever happen. I, I if feel... it was just Nintendo characters and they weren't trying to do Sora and you know Snake are showing up too, but like. I, I guess like the space emissary cutscenes that were in Smash Brawl, yeah, but, Brawl, yeah, all those cutscenes were like so well animated and so fun. Again, no dialogue, but they were a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, if it was something like that, and you just it's sort of this similar thing of like you know everyone wants Marvel to bring or Cap, Marvel versus Capcom wants to come back, but really it should just be Capcom versus Capcom. Like yes. you, Nintendo has enough mm. stuff of their very own that they if they wanted to make some kind of Smash Brothers type movie. Just use your own Marvel Cinematic Universe. You've got enough characters already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I that's, agree. That's with that. for sure. Um, Hollow Boy Gaming with two different takes, uh, each for $2. Thank you so much, by the way. Uh, what about a Luigi's Mansion or Yoshi Island movie? Yes and yes. Um, and Star Fox being a copy of Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually really like that idea. Like, I would love Team Star Fox to just get something that's good. <laughs> yeah. Star yep. F- that's the thing. There's some setups here for that Nintendo has that could make for some really good movies. It's just a matter of how they ad- adapt it. Yeah, absolutely. Not to derail, but you just got me thinking about like Fast and Furious, but it's F-Zero. Just, oh. stu- just stupid, insane stunts and ridiculous futuristic. Yeah. That would be amazing. Captain Falcon yeah. constantly talking about family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh god. You wouldn't even much of a play. Those movies don't barely have a plot at all and they're great. They're cartoons already. I don't oh, know how yeah. good the I don't know how good the F0 anime was. I know there's an F0 anime and he does good. Falcon Punch at the very in the very final episode. 
Oh, I didn't. I got. I got to see this. He I love. I love the Ashiro. shit out of that guy with a falcon punch too. It's like in yeah, midair it, and they're falling. <laughs> yeah, it is a. It is a massive falcon punch. So, pretty satisfying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you guys ready for our next news story? It's. I. Yeah. I don't even know how much we're going to talk about this. I threw it up just because people expected me to talk about it. Uh, but let's go ahead and put that on screen. So all y'all know that I love Halo. But I think what you don't know is that I don't love Halo multiplayer. <laughs> I play Halo for the co-op story mode with my friends. With that in mind, Halo Infinite's multiplayer battle pass pan plans have been revealed on uh, IGN. And I took a quick look at these. I, I played uh, both of the Halo Infinite like beta flights. Uh, and it was the first time I actually had fun with multiplayer in a Halo game. Like online multiplayer, I should say. Like, back mm -hmm. in the day, my friends and I would get our Xboxes together and do LAN parties uh, for, like, Halo 2 and Halo 3. Uh, but online multiplayer has never really been my scene just because I'm ass at first-person shooters. Like, I am so terrible uh, that I just drag every group I'm in down. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw these, and it seems like you can have multiple different battle passes, but only one can be active at a time. You know, they're, they're your pretty standard fare. Like, you earn gear and and cosmetics mm -hmm. through them um you know in a related note i saw that halo master chief collection is getting like the 1999 halo announcement trailer <laughs> armor in that game and that to me okay i, uh, I was in cool. for that i would play multiplayer just to wear that but um i don't know derek are you a, a halo fan at all i, I mean I, I, I oh i'm sorry <laughs> it's so confusing oh, yeah, I'm so, oh god yeah, uh, oh god go, go ahead you, you're, you're no, no 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 you, you go you're the guest all right, all right. I, I, yeah, I'm absolutely the exact opposite. I think Halo single player is boring. It's, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's definitely fun. Like with like co-op, um, I play it with my, uh, with my partner Grace. Sometimes we just play on easy and just like melee stuff, and it's kind of fun just goofing around. But like honestly, like Halo One came out when I was a senior in high school, so like end of high school, most of college, I played so much Halo multiplayer. Uh, but it was like LAN parties with friends. I was never like mm -hmm. super good. I didn't really like playing online, but it's some of the best, most fun I probably have had playing video games is playing multiplayer. Oh wow! Um, but I, but I had lots of friends to play with. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I got Game Pass, um, I you know, by the time that I finally got on it, uh, Master Chief Collection had gone from a grease fire to like this. What was finally they had kind of pitched this this. this golden idea of like here's all the all the halo all of it it's all there and it all works and it's good and apparently it finally achieved that and i downloaded it and like yeah it's yo that there's so much in that game and also mm -hmm. the, a lot of this battle pass i just kind of i just was kind of skimming it they're kind of really doing a lot of this cosmetic stuff uh already with a uh, um master chief collection like it's that's that's still a game that you could you know, sink hundreds of hours into and barely scratch the surface in terms of all the content that's in there. It took them damn near a decade to get it to a workable, stable place. But uh, I really feel like what the, if if they can kind of take this momentum and bring it to Infinite, because as a, I was still a fan of Halo, but right. it really felt like four and five Guardians, uh, whatever the fifth one was. I think it was called Guardians. Yeah, but again, right. I said I, I don't even remember. What the, I don't know what the name was. I, it was such a <laughs> thud of a nothing of a release mm. it really you know halo used to be like it was an event it was so huge um and then just like four and five were like eh. so i hope that they can kind of bring it back 
Um, and, you know, good on them for, you know, delaying this a whole year. And then also, I still think releasing this game in December, because typically the what you do is you release these games before Black Friday. You release them. Yep. Right. Should, it really it should be coming out like right now or in a week, but it's still we're still a month away. Hopefully that means that they're they're really really trying to launch, uh, big, and uh, I, I hope they do well because, I, I, Halo's still good, man. I yeah. I feel like they're doing like I'm looking through this battle pass plan and it seems way better than what I've seen from other battle passes, uh, specifically Fortnite. Like the fact that it doesn't expire, yeah, uh, that is massive because I've heard from Fortnite fans like I missed this thing I can't get this thing because this battle pass is over that sucks um you the fact that you can switch with your battle pass whenever you want so you can do you you can go at it at your own pace um and you know they have these interesting legendary rated cosmetics that they can go through there they were talking about like having things make sense like with dances uh in this article and it's like well we don't want the you know the Spartans to dance that is that's you know players might not really react to that well but their personal AIs they can do whatever they want so we'll have them dance I'm like okay they are really thinking about this and I I appreciate that that sort of idea like it, it, yeah. I like the care that's being put into this uh because I I'm I I've played I dabbled a little of each I've never owned an Xbox myself but I've always played co-op Halo with friend a friend um always had a great time uh, but we never played five. We, we got to four and we're like, this is okay. And then just five didn't have co-op. So we we're like, well, I guess that's it. And I did, did a it? little bit of, what? yeah, I don't think five had co-op oh, or at least it didn't local co-op. I should say local. Okay. No local oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And well, we always did local. Um, okay. Yeah. And I did a little bit of multiplayer, but I never went beyond two with multiplayer because I just, I, I was in high school. I played with friends and I didn't have the chance to play with friends after two. So it was just like, uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of where I ended up too. Once, once I lost like my local group of friends that I would play Halo, like multiplayer with, I just kind of dropped off. Um, that, that said, I did play multiplayer for the test just cause I wanted to see what infinite was like. And it, it was a lot of fun. I can't guarantee I'm going to try it when the game comes out. Um, I reviewed Halo 5 way back in the day. And oh boy. I remember being so nervous because back then I had no friends that, you know, were industry, like in the industry that also reviewed games. Um, and so I had no one to talk to, but I was like, this game kind of sucks. <laughs> and I was like, I'm about to write a review saying the new Halo sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what's going to happen to me when this, when this article goes live? Written out and of the industry. Oh, How I got dare ripped you, apart sir. for a little bit, like for until the game came oh, out, yeah. like between embargo this... and the game releasing, everyone was down my throat oh, yeah. about it. And then they played it and they're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's shocking to hear. Cause I feel like, yeah, from just the outside perspective was like, it was literally like, oh yeah, Halo five came out. How did I not, how do I not remember that? How do I, how did I not, how was I not like watching anticipation for the Metacritic score, even though I didn't, mm. I had no dog in the race but it's some yeah even it's a huge game like i just want to see what the general consensus is it just felt like it was man halo is just done like yeah i'm I'm surprised with how well they've they've kind of brought it back you know it it seems like infinite's poised to to do very well i haven't played it beyond you know what's publicly available yet 
if you're listening microsoft i'd love to <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah that, so hopefully we'll find out more about it um but yeah it, it looks like a good game I, I think that they've got a solid plan for multiplayer i don't know that it's going to be enough to bring me back into the fold but i'm happy to hear folks like you derek that that have traditionally played a lot of halo multiplayer are, are enthused by it because i i think that microsoft is pretty smart in in making multiplayer just free like whether you have game pass or not and then uh you know there's there's a good potential there for them to make a shitload of money off this uh <laughs> i can't imagine like i don't think it'll do Fortnite numbers but i think it will it will really do well for microsoft just to have that yeah. like going into the holidays as as a game you don't even need to buy yeah, i don't yeah. think i don't think it also needs to do Fortnite numbers because I got back into uh, Gears of War pretty big, and I thought Gears 5 was fantastic. And actually, yeah, I kind of went from Halo... I got, actually kind of got sick of Halo by the time uh, Reach came out. And that is kind of like, oh, I'll just play Gears of War then. And um, yeah, Gears of War, they've done lots of Battle Pass stuff, lots of uh, uh, like Brothers in Arms, or what are they called? Operations. They're called like Operation 7, Operation 8, where you get new, you know... Uh, gear and weapons and uh emotes and stuff or when you like the blood splatter when you die things like that lots of fun cosmetic things i feel like that i don't know that gears of war well, it certainly is not what it used to be but i still yeah. think there is like a very small niche group of people that just want to wall bounce and gnash your shotgun until the apocalypse happens that is mm -hmm. all they want to do <laughs> and i think that that set of people playing must justify this continued support of gears 5 so i would imagine the game plan for halo infinite is yeah we don't got to be 80 million people on twitch every day like Fortnite. you just can't do that it's it's yeah. you have to, and also like you know halo already had that moment you know back in 2001 2004 right so now it's, it's just hard like, to recapture yeah if you could just get a maybe a cool couple hundred thousand consistently playing you know the new one and master chief collection uh i would assume that's like I don't think they're aiming to be the next Call of Duty right. uh, Fortnite. I think if, if their their expectations are probably a lot more uh, humble, and I feel like I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'm, I'm I don't even have an Xbox Series X, so I won't even be able to play it. But I am kind of like hoping that it comes out and people like it and that it does sort of well for them. Yeah, Same. I mean, I I'm curious about that. The one thing I want to find out uh is how this game performs on like the og xbox one or or even on their new like cloud streaming right because i wait is it even coming to xbox one will i be able to play it i figured yeah. i wouldn't even be able to... I, it comes oh, out shit. on last gen pc and and you can just stream it if you have a game pass subscription like in a I web didn't... browser <laughs> they're, they're trying to out. make it so you can play halo on your fridge but well i mean that's a that's a, that's microsoft trying to sort of get rid of the xbox brand and just try to <laughs> yeah. make everything into pcs um but but they need to keep the xbox brand to keep nintendo and sony uh a little scared even though they're neither of them probably are scared of xbox right now but yeah that's a whole different discussion <laughs> yeah i no, guess I'm... i will be able to try this out though i didn't i was not anticipating having the ability to play it but I'm not, nice that's exciting nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to i'll have to bug you when it comes out to see what you think of yeah. it. yeah uh, but yeah, Microsoft's online service is great. You could do pretty much anything with it. But you know whose online service is getting beat up right now? <laughs> Let's throw our next story on screen. Let's talk about it. Who could uh, it be? 
Nintendo. How could like it? I what? Said. No. No. They've always they, they're so good at it all the time forever. Yeah. Before. Well, yeah. Obviously, Nintendo knows what they're doing. They're a pioneer in the online space. <laughs> they tried to do it the right way, and then they decided there was a different way to do it, and that's how they've been doing it for <laughs> twenty years. Uh, oh my gosh. I. It's... Oh, yeah. boy. So in a recent, uh, I, I believe they had like a corporate briefing. And during it, the subject of NSO uh, and and the new expansion pack came up because people are understandably upset. Derek, uh, you had you had a tweet that kind of went viral around this whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm not to toot my own horn, but I it, it, I think we could say that it, it got like 20,000 likes. It kind of oh went God. viral. But what we did is... There is a uh, I forget the name. I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared. But just just there is a Twitch uh, streamer who is like a professional speedrunner for Zelda. Guy knows his shit. He knows like the can really get into the weeds. Um, and he posted uh, some pictures. It was like, hey, look at the uh, you know this fight in the Water Temple where you you fight Shadow Link, and it's supposed to be foggy and it looks like it goes on forever. It's a very good uh, optical illusion they pull. And this picture he presented was very poor and all we did was just posted those screenshots and then kind of put it out there um as just sort of like hey you know and we even gave the guy uh 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 credit in the in the tweet but we were kind of attributed to spreading this around um arlo gave us credit for the screenshots and the video he made for it and it's like we didn't thanks you know he arlo's a bro but like it wasn't really us and we kind of had to mute that uh, uh, that tweet because people were like, it, I felt a little out of my depth because I was just sort of like, people were shooting the messenger, but maybe we didn't do our research properly. People were saying, oh, that's not how the Japanese version is different. And you know, when you really get, I'm familiar with the game, but not on that level. Mm-hmm. And perhaps I did step outside of uh, my lane, just stayed in my lane. It didn't. So to me, it was sort of like, it looks bad, but I don't know how true it is, but I, it doesn't look good. So I, I, I get the sense that things aren't good. I don't know if our tweet was exactly the most representative. However, it does appear that this expansion pack was uh, of not the quality people uh, could expect. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I guess I apologize for push in the fake news i don't know i, I was just you know <laughs> that that shit yeah. happens to you and you kind of go oh did i oh i i, I, I try <laughs> to be as informed as i can but it, it, it is what it is i've that's the design oh yeah well that's, that's just the nature of the beast on twitter i i recently had a tweet that blew up um i i just i was being stupid like it was a shit post for sure and i just put my review of windows 11 and i posted a picture of my monitor of my computer reinstalling windows 10 and that got <laughs> Like, again, like 20,000, it's like my most liked tweet of all time. And I, it kicked off like a firestorm in my mentions of just people being like, that's when you mute the thread, do it right. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I I was waking up every morning to like hundreds of notifications from people all over the place, like, you know, arguing with me. And I'm like, it it was a joke, man. Like it was just a picture, but (laughs) I was just, you really, but but, you you can't make jokes on Twitter that that, that slanders things that that, how dare you. I think it speaks volumes that if you make a dumb joke, but it really hits a nerve, that's not, I mean, not to be like, oh, triggered, bro, but more like, clearly something is up if my dumb joke was a match that lit this forest fire. Yeah. There, clearly, some, there was a lot of gasoline around. I didn't put the gasoline down. 
Uh, and I'm, you know, sorry for starting a fire, but like, don't just say, you know, it takes two to tangle kind of thing. Like, you know, again, our tweet was, I think, well, probably our most liked tweet we've ever had. Um, and we did get some DMs trying to be like, oh, you're spreading misinformation. And it's like, I don't know that we weren't. But also, it clearly, I mean, there was a reaction here. There's something, and, there's something happening here because it lit up that way. Um, we unfortunately got to be a part of it. But You're absolutely right, though. There, There is something to that tweet, regardless of, like, I, you know... I don't consider myself like an N64 historian or expert like you. You know, I know the game. I'm not like a speedrunner level expert on it. But at oh, the yeah, same yeah. time, <laughs> one look at that, at, at how NSO apparently is rendering that, right? And if you've ever played it on N64, you know that it doesn't look right. Like, it, it just does not look right. Uh, like, the water on N64 looks like smooth. There's fog. You know, it, it just mm. looks like it was almost a bad recreation as opposed to emulation like there's something uh intrinsically wrong with how that the emulator is handling that part of the game um, i just hope they can fix it <laughs> i i hope so too um you know i have very limited experience with the nso app um i mentioned this earlier i think on either on twitter or on another show or something but i have the controllers back there in the background they arrived for me yesterday i, I picked them up and nintendo finally got them to my door but before that, I did play like a tiny bit of Star Fox because that's a game, another game that I played a lot of on the N64. Like I have the muscle memory still for Star Fox <laughs> and by and large, it felt OK. Like I was able to chalk up the the inconsistencies in Star Fox to just me playing it on a pro controller. I was like, this isn't the button layout I know. Like, I, you know, not everything's where I feel it should be. Um, and I was trying to relearn it, but um Mario 64, I also played a little bit of, and it, it did feel a little bit laggier than when I played it most recently in 3D World or 3D All-Stars. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so, but again, you know, it's really hard for me without an N64 controller in hand to really compare it to how it felt to play it back then. So I'm going to try it this weekend and see what happens. Uh, but I don't think there's any way you can argue that NSO is perfect. <laughs> like they're, they're no. not even close. I don't think anybody would say that. Yeah, the expansion pass feels uh, like uncharacteristically unpolished for Nintendo. Like yeah. Nintendo normally, when they issue an official product offering, you can you can usually lean on the fact that it's going to be pretty high quality, even if it is just the bare minimum. You know, like I wouldn't say there were any major issues with the emulation of Super Mario 64 in 3D All-Stars. I think it felt fine. I played through the whole game. Um, you know, the GameCube or Sunshine did have some weird like uh, like development boxes were still showing in bonus stages, but they patched that out really fast. Um, and I don't think Galaxy really had any issues, but um, I'm a little surprised. People were saying, I think I read from Oatmeal Dome or someone who's known for like reverse engineering Nintendo stuff that the emulator used for this is like a repurposed emulator that they used in another project. And I, I think so, some folks were speculating that it was the Wii U emulator. Uh, I, I, I don't know. But NSO seems to have some pretty major problems for an official Nintendo product offering. And I hope that they fix it. I, I, I think people saying that Nintendo is just going to sit back and let it be the way it is are probably way off base. I think that if you can point to, like Derek did, a screenshot that just shows that the game, at least in one specific instance, looks way off the mark from how it should be and i've seen like since then dozens of tweets of people saying like oh look at this compared to the n64 like there's supposed to be fog here and there's none or, or you know the game slows down here and doesn't accept inputs i saw somebody playing in kokiri forest and 
I don't know if the video's legit or not, you know, like I don't research the origins of Twitter videos like most people, but I saw the game running at like 10 FPS, like way worse mm. than the N64 ever ran it. Um, so it, it, I think that Nintendo isn't going to take that sitting down. Like if those are true, if that's a real thing, then they're, they're going to patch it. I just, I think it's a matter of when and how, you know, um, I, the, the bigger issue is that Nintendo switch online is a joke that yeah. it's, they got rid of virtual console and they kind of promised this, like, Hey, here's sort of a, a Netflix of here's our, you know, something that like Microsoft did better, I think with maybe game pass, but mm-hmm. You know, they had Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, and you're like, cool. Here's a lot of weird stuff like Nightshade and uh, <laughs> Operation Logic Bomb. But yeah. you're missing so many things. It's so many good games. Uh, they have a lot of weird deep cuts, but, like, you're not releasing that many games. Uh, it sh- this should be, like, a weekly, at least a monthly set of, like, here's five, six new games. Most any other uh, service out, out now gives you free games every month Mm -hmm. and so i think a larger issue is that like we waited several years for anything more than nes and super nintendo games which by the way you can emulate absolutely perfectly emulation for 16 and 8-bit games has been pretty much locked down right i guess i don't know pretty much all the all the weeds about it but i'm comfortable that like if I really want to play a Nintendo game, I could go through the trouble of digging it out of my closet, or I could just pop in a ROM and I feel like I am playing the real game. Uh, so it's stuff that's readily available already. We finally get stuff that's maybe a little more difficult to get a hold of uh, legitimately, and it's of this quality. I feel like that's that's why that there is a, such a bigger backlash is um, people people wanted more Mario 64. They wanted more Zelda. The idea of Mario Kart 64 online... Hell yeah! Who yeah. doesn't want? Them? And they put Winback on there. No one's talking about how th- Winback is an awesome game. Winback <laughs> is a great action game. Uh, well, it's a good action. It's a good action game. I'm a fan of Winback. <laughs> it's good. I re- I love it a lot, but it's not great. But I- at another rate, it's just that. Yeah, it's just such a, a a botched dismount. Just an absolute just fall flat, where people just expect more. And you get the feeling that like Nintendo just does not care about games preservation, doesn't care about their older games, and then this happens, not a good look. Agreed. Yep. It's it's unfortunate because I remember uh, vividly when the Switch was announced and what it was going to be like. It's like, oh, I can't wait for the virtual console on this thing. I'm going to buy so many more games this time because I didn't buy that many, but it's less like... Oh man, having all of this stuff available to, on this on the Switch to go on wherever I want—that's perfect. And then NSO was introduced, and I'm like, well, so much for that. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I, I still stand by what I say every time we talk about NSO, and that's uh, that if it was more Netflix-like in that they didn't just drip feed a couple games every few months, you know, then if yeah. it was just all it, of our first, they, they should stay. If it was staggered, like every two weeks it got new games, but it was only like NES. So that way it would be like NES, SNES, NES, SNES, like that. And now they can just go it once a week, uh, like every four weeks or something like that. Um, now they have 64 and Genesis. That's a constant trip feed. Yep. Where people will be able to experience these games. Release two a week, every two weeks. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very least, like, have put all the Zelda and all the Mario and Yoshi and 
just just do the basic stuff like you can get by honestly just give people all the mario and zelda and they'll probably be pretty fine but it's cool that you're throwing up during Silius and other weird stuff too but mm-hmm. it's just yeah the drip feed is just it, it's out of touch with how the rest of the industry um is operating kind of out of touch with how the emulation and bootleg you know i guess for lack of a better term the games preservation market uh mm-hmm. it, it's, it's operating right now it just it's just out of touch um and just a bad look uh it's like they're there's there's they're still selling so many copies of mario kart 8 it's like yeah. we're never gonna get mario kart 9 because apparently not everybody in the world doesn't have mario kart 8 yet why yeah. would they make another one that's like that's also why they waited over a year to do dlc for animal crossing yeah like how yep. stupidly successful that game was in the insane short amount of time like the 80 billion copies it sold and just now they're like, oh yeah, DLC. We should probably keep that, have a long tail with that. And it's like, the hell you been? Like, <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, you inadvertently provided me with a perfect segue, Derek. Uh, oh. That Animal Crossing DLC. Why don't Why don't we throw that up on screen real quick? Because it's not just Nintendo's old games that they're kind of screwing up with right now. Uh, as it turns out, uh, the Animal Crossing New Horizons update, which came out two days early. Thank you, Nintendo. That was pretty nice of you. Uh, ACNH 2.0 came out uh, two nights ago. And now uh, the Happy Home... Uh, what is it? Happy Home Designer. I want to say... Happy Do- uh, uh, Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. Happy Home Paradise, right. Happy Home Paradise DLC is out now, but it's got... Uh, the 2.0 update introduced a game-breaking bug uh, where <laughs> apparently if you have your gates open and then you go to Isabel and you talk about uh, redesigning a resident's house. Uh, I don't even know what happened. It seems like it just crashes your game. So they say, just don't, yeah. uh, don't have your gates open when you talk to Isabel about stuff like that. Just close them first, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. How did that get by you? I feel like that's a pretty, pretty easy thing to avoid or, or something that should have been on the testing checklist, but Nintendo's going to Nintendo. Oh, there's an update on it, apparently, according to uh, Rob Arman X in our Discord, in our patron oh, Discord. Breaking let's, news. Let's find out what the update is. Let's let me just uh, pop into Discord here real quick. All right, Nintendo. It's basically says, the same thing they just said, I believe. Happy Home Paradise DLC. Yeah, it's it's Nintendo exactly what was in that article that you were reading, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, same thing. Um. Let's see. A patch will be released this month. So sometime between now and the end of November, you won't have to worry yeah, about it. Yeah, it's the 5th right now. This month is a long time. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's like we don't want to overwork ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if your island breaks, we've already made it too difficult to transfer it between switches. You have to have a special app for that. Now we're also introducing this bug. <laughs> Nintendo's just trying and- to keep us on our toes. They want to make sure we remember how to play. <laughs> The only way I can feel like I can justify this, and also the lack of Breath of the Wild 2 and another Mario, another Mario Kart, um, or even a Switch Pro, is that I feel like there has to be a large portion of their, like, the A-team, of their, like, the, the Platinum Club, of people that really know how to make shit happen. <laughs> they gotta be busy on, like, the Switch 2. They gotta be busy on whatever Odyssey 2 is gonna be. Like, it, I, I just feel like there's too much talent at nintendo for all of these balls to keep being dropped is it just because they're not allocating the right people to the right um projects because everybody else is busy is that maybe too positive i mean there's that but there's also 
from all evidence, it seems like Nintendo really got thrown for a loop by COVID. Mm. And yeah, it seems have... working, working from home definitely seems to have impacted them pretty heavily. I would say that, you know, honestly, I believe that the Switch Pro, Switch 2, whatever the hell it's called at this point, has been done <laughs> for a long time. I think it's just chip shortages that are preventing them from actually mass producing the thing. Uh, you know, we had that report from Bloomberg that like 11 companies have dev kits for this thing. And, uh, you know, it's mm. Nintendo themselves like took to their own Twitter and they're like, nah, that's bullshit. You, you know, everybody's lying. We're not making new consoles. We don't do that. We're Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it just seems like such a weird, weird, weird uh, situation that we're in. Uh, I imagine, you know, I, I remember my friend has been trying to buy an NVIDIA GPU for like 18 months and he finally mm. got one. And nice. as we all know, NVIDIA is the same folks that are producing the chips that go into the Switch um, and presumably whatever the Switch's follow-up or upgrade or whatever it's going to be is. Uh, so I imagine that Nintendo, just like us, has been waiting for NVIDIA to fulfill their order um, for quite some time. But I, I think that Nintendo, if and I hope that they've learned, because it feels like with the 2017 launch of the Switch that they did learn something. Like, we got Mario odyssey we got mario kart we got a new zelda like all in the launch year and i feel mm. like if i'm nintendo and i look at the success of the switch i have to chalk a lot of it up to that initial launch hype in 2017 where yeah. it's like no matter what kind yeah. of nintendo fan you are we've got you covered yeah uh, here's a switch here's breath of the wild 2 mario kart 9 mario odyssey right. 2 stuff like that and Splatoon that's why i think and, and yeah so the a team is busy working on that and they want to make sure this launch is going to be the absolute just Oprah, look under your chair. It's Odyssey 2 and Breath of the Wild 2 and Switch Pro. It's it's all here. We have a billion notes shortages. So many for the whole world. I have to believe that like they're they have, they're so focused on that plan, but to maintain that progression, to, to maintain that forward momentum and to to get that to fruition has meant that unfortunately things like Switch Online and uh Animal Crossing just they don't have the manpower for it. Mm -hmm. I yeah. have to think that, but it's... possibly it's hard to say with Nintendo. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely agree with that. I feel like there's only so much, uh, you know, they even talked about recently that they're considering acquisitions, which is a very non Nintendo thing to say publicly, like that they're talking about, which to me kind of lends some credence to the idea that maybe they just realize that they're woefully understaffed to do all the things they want to do. And because of that, some of these efforts like switch online's emulator are falling by the wayside to a degree. They're just like, yep, it's the best we can do. Fuck it. Ship it. We'll fix it later. <laughs> um, we got to move on to whatever the next thing we're cooking is. Uh, and it's kind of like, it's weird how Nintendo manages to harm their own self-image uh, at critical junctures. Like <laughs> Nintendo has this kind of like ebb and flow to their popularity where it's like they do something perfectly right and they make everyone happy. And then they're like, I've loaded this revolver and I've pointed it at my foot. Let's see what yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Nintendo has like gotten through gotten four rounds into their foot and they're just like well maybe we should just put the gun away for a little bit and <laughs> maybe go back to what we did before but it, they're still doing incredibly well they're still yeah. switches are still difficult to find in stores um and it, it it's like yeah they never made a, a dlc for animal crossing but they still sold i think something like 40 million copies in just over a year right yep so mm. I'm sure that there is a sense of like, well, our reputation is being 
hurt, but that we can take that hit because we are still making a lot of money and being successful. Oh yeah, true. But, but I mean, like, yeah, sometimes all you have is your reputation. It's like the GameCube. I think everyone loves the GameCube now. We all agree the GameCube's awesome. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of revisionist history where, like, oh, yeah. when the GameCube nobody cared launched... about the GameCube back in the day. No, yeah, we, Luigi's Mansion and Pikmin are fantastic games. They were not how you respect. The, don't launch with those, no, especially yeah. with like you know MGS2 and Grand Theft Auto 3 and uh, Devil May Cry. The competition, it was just like it was not the right time. Those are not the games you needed to launch uh, with your system. And then like. Yeah, Mario Sunshine and uh, Wind Waker, I think, were the following year in 02. Maybe yeah, and they're yeah. both very divisive games at the time. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, well, it's... I remember buying my yeah. GameCube in 01 and, and convincing myself, like telling myself this was the best way I could have spent those hundreds of dollars, right? I was mad at Sony at the time because the uh, PS2, like their marketing tactics helped kill the dreamcast which up to that point was one of my favorite consoles so i was angry and i was a principled gamer and i was taking a fucking stand i wasn't buying a ps2 (laughs) and i remember though like sitting there with monkey ball and luigi's mansion and wave race and just like looking longingly at the playstation 2 being like i can't but i want to those are all great those are all great games but with the ps2 even the xbox too was doing like especially the ps2 you know had a whole year ahead of it and like man Mm -hmm. 2001 yeah, Grand Turismo 3, Final Fantasy 10. Yep. So many oh, yeah. amazing games only on PS2. And it was like, yeah, even though they had the right hardware, they didn't have the right games at the right time. And they never really caught up. In fact, uh, Xbox would eventually outsell them mm-hmm. because they had a good momentum between Halo 1 and Halo 2. Their stock only rose. And so, uh, yeah, I think between GameCube, hopefully with the GameCube and the Wii U, still in their rearview mirror, yeah, your theory that like they're trying to have a real Switch 2017 launch again in 2022? Uh, you have to hope. I, I certainly do hope so. I mean, it, it would it would be so, so uh, good to have that again. That was like one of the best years of gaming in, in my entire life so far. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but we were just talking about the GameCube. Uh, I want to cast our, our mind even further back one more generation Ooh. to talk about the N64 because th- this shit right now is blowing my mind. I'm going to throw this on screen and in an in a uncharacteristic move for me, I'm going to leave it on screen for a good long while just so you all can really see what it is uh, I'm talking about. So what I'm showing you right now is a tweet from Giles Goddard who worked with Nintendo in the very early days of the Nintendo 64 uh, someone decided to randomly tweet at him and ask him if he had any beta footage of Ocarina of Time, which he had been working on. Uh, and he randomly replied with actual footage, which, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> so this this uh, display, you, you've probably uh, heard over the years, like there have been so many interviews and and so much information that's come out. Uh, since the late 90s dissecting like the development of Ocarina of Time but so much of it is still a mystery to us if you followed Ocarina of Time from its announcement to its release that game could not have undergone more like dramatic changes and that was just the stuff we saw like from Space World where Link was like just a brown blob boy fighting like a little liquid metal man all the way Mm. you know like then we had like brown sleeve Link with you know, a totally different UI and, and places and trees and elements like a, a unicorn fountain, all this other stuff that we never saw in the game. But one of the earliest uh, anecdotes that I've heard about the game is that it started out in completely in first person. 
that Miyamoto wanted Ocarina of Time to be a first-person game. And that ultimately, they decided pretty early on that that wasn't going to work. Uh, the other anecdote that we had heard was that instead of Hyrule Field, that all of Ocarina of Time originally took place in Ganon's castle, just like Mario, because they were working on them at the same time. So they thought, oh, instead of paintings, we'll just have some kind of portal that you go through that takes you to other places. Uh, and this footage from Giles Goddard shows both of those concepts in play. Uh, it looks like Link is in like a chamber or a castle at some point, and he passes through like a portal, like a crystal-like portal, and is just walking through like kind of a samey 3D environment. It, it definitely gives the... Reminds me of the Forest Temple. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it the, has... the one, the the, the, the uh, hallway that you go down and the camera pans back and it's all twisted again. Mm-hmm. It kind of yeah. feels like a, a very, yeah, a very similar... Way. Yeah. I feel like the assets got reused for that. Yeah, that's it, quite possible. It looks it looks honestly kind of scary because he he the footage of him running down the uh, hallway and it just loops forever, and then mm-hmm. he stops and turns around and there's a brick wall behind him. They turns again, walks further, and it just repeats and repeats and repeats. And they stop again, and the brick wall is still behind them. So also similar to like you know the uh, uh, never ending uh, uh, staircase in Mario sixty four. Yeah, I, d- just. The, yeah. the the portal thing, like right before he jumps into the portal, you can see, or uh, the, it's an, it's a crystal. Yeah. You can see the room on the other side of the crystal and the transition. From... As you're going in, it's it's yeah. a weird amount of detail. Like I, I'm assuming this was on PC before they put it on the N64. I don't know if the N64 could the N64 handle that because they clearly show. I mean, this looks I way too sharp. So. The texture yeah. is incredibly sharp. It, it. I mean, to be fair, somebody asked him if he had this. It's an animated GIF, which didn't really exist back then so they no. he had to, oh, he had to point. Yeah. captured this footage like recently i imagine which means yeah, there's exactly that there's no there's no footage captured in the late mid 90s that looks this good that's yeah, yeah that's a good point, point. Yeah. yeah it would be like 320p at best and grainy as all get out um this is this is so interesting to me because it doesn't just show like an early look at the history of ocarina of time the earliest look we've ever had it's direct capture, and it also implies, or if not outright, just means that there's a beta out there that nobody has seen outside of Nintendo. Giles Goddard isn't with Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> like, that means somebody out there in the world has, like, beta builds, like, actual workable beta oh. builds of Ocarina of Time that the world has yet to see. That's like three, three, three wishes from a genie. That's like, you know... <laughs> can i have the 60 the, the earthbound 64 dd prototype oh my god mm. and then world peace yeah that too but <laughs> sure 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 that's wish number three yeah no cancer uh world hunger every every 64 uh, uh beta possible yes i i during the giga leak and and i while i don't condone how any of that was obtained i was devouring like n64 content as soon as it would come out like they found luigi and mario 64 they started finding all the all the rooms used from the beta trailers for uh they found the like triforce chest that was in ocarina of time way back when they found old forest temple stuff but this to me is like so on an even higher level than that because this is an actual like playable build that's out there somewhere that someone that's not at nintendo has and should he want to risk incurring their wrath, he could just put it on archive.org whenever he wants. Yeah, but I feel like they would know where it came from. I, I mean, I'm... 
I'm shocked. I don't know that if he Nintendo would not like that. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure what Nintendo thinks about this. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they'd be. They're they're cool with it. I'm pretty sure they're super not cool with it. Yeah. I don't know that you could really. <laughs> If he could find a way to kind of launder, like, oh, no, I got hacked, and they only stole this file. But uh, they're, they're super secretive. They're extremely secretive. And I would imagine, even though this is, you know, demo footage of a game they've released a billion years ago and sold so many copies for, they're not making any more money on this. You know, it's to, to argue in court that this is affecting their bottom line. I don't know about that. But yeah. they could still, you know, serve you with some papers, and that could be enough. Yeah, it's an interesting situation because... Uh, I imagine whatever NDA he signed with Nintendo is long since expired. But Nintendo could probably successfully make the argument that they own this demo and that this is their intellectual property and that no one else could distribute it in any form but them. But I also mm -hmm. think they run the risk of alienating potential partners if they go after Giles Goddard for doing this, right? That is true. Like, hey, we'd love you to come work for us, but if you ever cross us in the rest of your life, we will fuck you up forever. Like, I, I figure that that's probably not a great uh, sales pitch for Nintendo to get folks uh, like Dylan Cuthbert, you know, and, and Giles to, to work on future projects. I always um, assumed that that type of stalemate is what happened with the Mother 3 and translation. It's because for years, mm. Nintendo never uttered the words Mother or Earthbound. Didn't even want to publicly... Reggie always hated it when anyone ever brought it up, and he'd always had to try and find a way to be like, ah, we're thinking about it, I don't know. Hey. Um, and I think that like the fan gamer community and all of all, all of that, and the Earthbound community was kind of able to, to, to grow because it's, it was a perfect stalemate. Nintendo just couldn't shut you down because they didn't have to like, publicly admit that Earthbound exists at all. So they it just it just... It just lucked out. It's happened to happen. But maybe you have a good point about, yeah, go ahead and try and sue me, Nintendo. But how is that going to look for people that want to work with you? And maybe right mm -hmm. now you need outside help more than ever because of this chip shortage and all the supply chain issues as well as um, the Switch Online problems that perhaps you cannot internally handle yourself and need outside help. It could have been a calculated move. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree 100 percent i'd be curious to see if anything comes of this but man just knowing just knowing that there's more n64 content that isn't lost media just fills me with hope like i i hate to say it but i hope someone finds a way to get this demo <laughs> like i hope someone <laughs> figures out a way to get it i don't care if you pay a lot of money for it um but you know like if if it releases I'll, i might just look the other way on how it released but yeah i i Give me N64 betas any day. I still want to see like the old Final Fantasy VII demo like running. I know that it was more just basically a CG trailer, but I still would mm -hmm. love to see mm -hmm. how they actually ran that back in the day. It is always it really does play with my conscience when these big leaks happen because it's like I I genuinely believe that like games preservation, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, games preservation is very important, and I I feel that the games industry as a whole is not interested in games preservation. So I kind of feel like. It's down to the outlaws to preserve the games because yeah, they're they're, they're kind feel of like that. And it's like I want to respect these companies and the, hey, they're just trying to make a buck too. But also, if 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 this is our only recourse, I guess I can't feel so terrible. It, it's it's definitely a uh, philosophical discussion. Yeah, the worst <laughs> you know, thing is like Nintendo could easily like publish a documentary series about this and charge money for it and i think tons of people would line up to pay them to just learn mm -hmm. more about the history of these games that we all love so much 
you know, especially if they have demos like this floating around that show like the earliest stages of development, like I, I would have paid to the, see that tweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the big thing is though, Nintendo is so secretive about how they develop things. They they are infamous for reusing ideas. That's why all those lost dungeons from Wind Waker, like the, you can't put them back in because they've already been the the concepts were used for future games. So yeah, it's like Nintendo like, doesn't always let ideas go to waste. Yeah, Metroid Dread isn't that in some capacity has existed for like 20 years. And exactly. so they, they, they dusted it off and made it happen. But also for Ocarina of Time, it's one of the most celebrated and you know popular games ever. And what pieces of that game haven't you used yet? Or like, so what if you reuse it? Then people know where it came from. But like, what's the what's the harm? I but, yeah, still yeah, remember yeah. with Super Mario Sunshine, Nintendo's like, we can't show off the gimmick of this because everybody else will want to steal it. Nobody stole the water pack from Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Nobody cared. No. That's true. All right. Well, <laughs> that covers all of the news. I'm surprised we had such lively discussion about some of these. Um, anyway, I want to thank everybody for watching. Before before we sign off for the night, though, Derek, EK Derek, uh, where where can our good friends here in the audience find you? Yeah, we're on YouTube. Stop Skeletons and Fighting on YouTube. We also have a Patreon. Uh, and and on, on Twitter, though, we are just Stop Skeletons. The name is quite long. Uh, <laughs> couldn't quite fit the whole thing on there. Uh, but yeah, Twitter, Facebook. I, t- I do stream occasionally, but, you know, the main hustle is the uh, the videos. So, um, you know, that's that's the main uh, thrust of what we do right now. We have a video that's out. We put it last week um, about, yeah, the 64DD and the Game Boy camera. Uh, and then uh, next week we'll have a, uh, a a big for any if any fans that are are been been wondering where the follow up to our connect video that we did back in 2019. Uh, we're doing a whole big breakdown on the uh, the launch, the disastrous launch of the Xbox One. And uh, it earlier this year we did a video on the Engage. That was our longest scripted video. Uh, this video is already about 13 minutes longer than that. Wow. So I, I don't know. I don't know how the hell we did it. But we have a gigantic, our longest video yet. It's coming out next week. Uh, I'm really excited for people. It's available on our Patreon right now if you want to watch it. Nice. Definitely head Very over cool. there. Check it out. Uh, I will say that uh, the N64 DD video with the with the camera stuff is one of my favorite episodes of Punching Weight, not just because our own friend Brandon was involved in the creation of it, but because <laughs> yeah. it, just the effort that went into it, the, the amount of hardware and research that had to be done to make just this silly silly thing happen is yeah. is deeply impressive and it's exactly the kind of thing that as a longtime nintendo fan i love it when i can find out new things about one of my favorite eras in nintendo history so I we, we are to go check it out the goal is to be the dumbest video game channel um and uh <laughs> we, we we work hard for it every day just you know i guarantee you you will watch the video and hopefully learn at least one thing well there you go that's, that's impressive that's cool. to be dumb but also learn <laughs> It's informatively it's, stupid. Yeah, there's, there's, you can learn. There's education everywhere. Everything's a learning experience. True. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, mm. But before we thank you. Yeah. sign off completely, we do have to give a special thank you to our patrons, big and small. You guys all help make this show happen. We appreciate all y'all so much. Uh, it means the world to us. Also, please feel free to check out Stop Skeletons Patreon too. I hear it's awesome. <laughs> but uh either if you way got a, if you got a couple bucks after you know good vibes here <laughs> consider yeah, stop skeletons send, but send i'm not telling you how to spend too. your money you know yeah yeah 
But either way, we, we appreciate all y'all so much. We have to give a special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier and above. You guys help make this show happen. Uh, there's too, way too many of you to name, but we appreciate all of your support. All the same. Uh, we I think we have some new merch coming out pretty soon for our EPs and above. We did gain an EP or two during the show. Uh, I'll, I'll have to find those names real quick and make sure that they get read out as well. Um, I believe... Uh, we had Spicy Pandotter jump up to the Fight of Founder tier, so we'll be scheduling a time to play a game with you soon. And we had, uh, let me find the name here, Tiffany Thomas. I don't know if you have a different online handle that you go by, but welcome to the EP squad. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for your support. Um, let's see. And finally, we have to give a huge thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include none other than... Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Romsky 113, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrema, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Topdog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Deaneth, Kota, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Rioner, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, My Mom, Hi Mom, Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Woolley, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jersick, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Town Darling, Dinner Sonic, Darik, Jeff Ed, Twilord, Maddie, Chibi J, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Heel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Rizemon, Ke- uh, Calvin Atkinson, and finally, Tiffany Thomas. Whew. Thank Ooh. you all so, so much for your support. We really could not do this without you. It means the world to us that you're willing to support us on Patreon. Uh, whether you're a patron or not, we love you all the same. Uh, if you could like and subscribe, that means the world to us. It helps out the channel a ton. YouTube's almighty algorithm is something we are all slaves to. So yeah. <laughs> every little bit of engagement helps. And we appreciate you just being here to hang out with us and end your week. Uh, thank you all again so much for watching. That does it for us. This is the end of episode 154 of Today's News Tonight. It's hard to believe we've done 154 of these. But again, I've been Steve. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we will see you all next time. Until Monday, everybody. Good night and good vibes. Bye. 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 Bye.